Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Sophie. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. It's the slowest happy birthday I've heard in a while. I don't know. In a while. Yeah. Elongated. <laughs> yes, if you don't know, it is my birthday. And I'm a big child when it comes to birthdays, especially my own. I get very excited. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think, oh, what's going to happen? And I don't really... Well, you yeah. like planning other people's birthdays. I do. So it's hard for you to, to like, oh, what's know what's going to happen with yours because you can't plan it yeah. as such. So I get excited to think what other people might have planned yeah. for me. And as tradition, when we started from the get-go, was doing these birthday specials. Mm-hmm. And so it's another one. And I like them because normally I get to hold the reins and pick what we're watching and normally that doesn't happen on this podcast. So I feel like once a year I get that privilege. <laughs> Three different varying films. I think I've done well this this year. Been quite diverse. Normally, I kind of put you through the ringer, and it's a romance. I feel like that was last time. I remember, if like that was like America's Sweethearts, and yeah. I think you did. You did shoehorn some of your own in there, though. I'm sure there was that one where there was that robot romance. I thought it was a different one. I, yeah. I remember there has been definitely birthday specials where you've had your little. And did I encouragement somewhat influence you this time? A little, but to be fair, it's my own fault. I had a toss up with the one that neither of us had seen. Mm. Yeah, well, we're going to start with that. But would you like to tell the good people what we're going to be covering? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Okay, so the one that me and Paul haven't seen is Babylon, which I always want to sing that. Um, David Gray song. Yeah. Didn't even know his name, but this is the Babylon song. And then the one that I have seen, and Paul hasn't, which is Enchanted, the Disney film. And last but not least is the film we've both seen. Now, this one surprised me that you suggested this one, actually. Is Eight Mile. So I think I've seen it once. Truth be told, the same. Really? Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, 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 we will. But then start off with the one we haven't seen, which is Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, right from the get go, it's so it's a very long, very long film. It and is. And can we just have a bit of background on on this? Because for your birthday, I actually bought you this in yeah, you 4K. Did, so so yeah. let's just say it was a bit of a selfish buy, I guess. Because yeah. I, I always when he gives me lists because I'm. I never know what the hell Paul wants. And, Half the time, yeah. Or what Paul already has, because he's got such a collection. Uh-huh. I need a list for your birthday to be like, right, okay, I want this, this and that. And then he never get. He, normally he gives me links and everything like that. This year he didn't. He was just like, this is what I want in 4K. I'd previously been stung in the bottom when buying Paul a birthday gift 
our Christmas present and being thoughtful and thought, oh, I bought you this gift and, like, for example, the one that we saw in Japan. Yeah, Mirai. Yeah. I think we saw it on the plane either coming home or... Yeah, it was either one of the plane journeys. Yeah. 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 We watched it, basically, we both put it on and watched side by side and were really cute about it. I was like, oh, this is a lovely little movie that we'll remember forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, right, I'll, I'll make sure it's out, obviously, in, in the UK and I'll I'll get him that copy. Well, I think, I, I don't know, they've probably got you a Blu-ray, I think, as I thought I was doing really well. well yeah, you say it like it wasn't a like, It's not like I just got him a DVD, you know, it no. was literally, it was the highest standard of yeah, media no. out there at, the, at that time. I think it still is. It doesn't have a 4K if that's what you get. Yeah. So it was like, I'd, I'd, I thought I'd done solid until I forgot who I'm married to now. <laughs> who needs a leaflet or a booklet or some exclusivity to it, which I just bought in the bog standard Blu-ray. Boo. Boo. <laughs> so he sold mine on eBay and he bought the new version that he oh, wanted. That limited edition. Yeah. So a nice thoughtful gift from me. Still, still it wasn't bit... like a, just like I don't want the it at all. No, like, but it was on... a bit tarnished because it's like, oh, well, you're, you just bought me a piece of shit here. There's a better option. So but... this time I went all out, mm-hmm. and I was like, kind of grilling you, like, oh, does it need to be a tin steel whatever the books are? Steel, steel book is the term. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Said so that, that it, it, what's the as the artwork look like nice or something. I'm thinking, I don't know. What's Paul's standard of nice? I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, truth be told, there is sometimes the, the steelbooks look a bit rubbish in comparison to. Please don't tell me I've wasted my oh, money. Oh, no, no, no. No, this is nice, <laughs> nice packaging. It's all like nice, like all mirrored image on it and everything like that. Or you just write to like a picture of that. Of, you have to. Yeah. I know, no, sorry, they will have seen it on the when I did Birthday. the first. Birthday. Yeah, so. So selfishly, I was like, oh, this is quite interesting. And every time I buy Paul a gift, I normally read what it is and then buy it as well. Because I think, oh, I might like it. And this is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But from the get-go, like you say, it's it's full on. It's Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, (laughs) from the get-go it is. Exporting an elephant. Full on in the visuals and everything going on. There's some things where part of this sounds like it's a bit like Marmite. For me, mm. the certain bits where like the elephant shitting on that man, I do not appreciate. I, I was like, oh, oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we in for here? Like, and I did not anticipate that in this film. There's projectile uh, no. vomiting as well, and it's kind of a bit like mm, you're lowering the tone. And I, I don't know. I'm very confused after watching it, mm. and also a bit of sweet because. The shoehorn in a lot of my favourite film into this, and I'm not sure how I feel with the fact that they're. We'll get onto that a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. Margot Robbie is in it, so that is obviously tick. Yeah, she's yeah. she's literally golden, isn't she? At the moment, she's like the big favourite of Hollywood, I guess, she's... in in actual uh, reality yeah. and the film and film reality, of course. She's beautiful. She's brilliant, and she's. I don't know, she's just got that presence when she's on a screen. Like, she just owns it. She she, mm-hmm. she does. And that's kind of what her character has on on here. The way that she dances, the way that she moves, and she's so free. And, yeah, she's fantastic. She's called Nelly within this. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is three hours long, this film is. And I, I know we've got to kind of do a bit of a whistle tour. I feel like yeah, the yeah. other two films that we've got, 
I feel like we're going to be covering more of this probably. And there's a lot to um, yeah. Well, there's we not so much too detail like every single step of this, but we're kind of going to do a brief overview. Like our we'll, thoughts we'll try our, as best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously with a brief overview of this, it probably the other two are shorter films, yeah, so there's absolutely. not going to be as much yeah to discuss. Content, there's a lot, but there's a lot of content. There's a lot going on. on. I what I do love about the film mm-hmm. is the aging of the characters. I really enjoy that. Like seeing somebody in the prime and, and then seeing them go yeah, using to... makeup to because it's only sp- takes a, a space of a, a few years, so it's not like jumping massive gaps as such. No, but how dramatic but, their life has changed and, and the their choices and how their how life affects, is. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what the film is going for. It's it's a very much roaring twenties in in some depraved, crazy. It's... Yeah, you know, whole yeah. LA party kind of thing, and then I don't going... know if it feels like what my Roaring Twenties in my head is. It's not a traditional Roaring Twenty. No, I feel like this. It may be very much exaggerated. I think to a point of like you know here these how these they have these wild parties out in Hollywood type of thing, and this is just I just would a, like, never want to go. <laughs> I hate it. There's loads of people naked at the first scene, and just I don't know. There was an awful scene with. One massive guy and she's pissing on him. Yeah, there's nothing. Thing. Oh Christ! There we go. Like oh, Jesus. And then I don't know. And then she she overdoses. I think at one point, and then she's dead. There's a lot of people that die. Yeah, and it's, it's like, shown like sort of like it's not all glitz and glam. With there's sort of like an underbelly to this whole like mm. lifestyle, and it's not pretty. I mean, you can't be oblivious to that. Oh yeah, people just do snort coke and you know just get wasted on whiskey and champagne and all that kind of stuff but obviously they don't really show that in those like, like old like black and white ones and stuff do they because yeah. it's a different it's a different tone obviously to make it all that like, glamorous and like oh you look at the screen and all and like oh isn't it nice mm. in those kind of scenarios but i feel like but... they were classy back then i feel like there was an element of class to them mm. and i don't feel like they would have just like let loose to that not extent. to the point of where they were taking the clothes off, off because i feel like that was disrespectful at that point sex. it would have been and sex and the taboo yeah 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 you wouldn't see stuff even like in the, the 50s screen. it would have been a bit like oh yeah, yeah yeah so that was a bit like hmm are they trying to do a 20s style but a modern twist Just. to what would be acceptable now nowadays yeah pushing it to the limit because for a modern audience hmm you got to be no, extreme. No, I didn't need any of that. I didn't. It it was, yeah, I was kind of... But then that was only like that was half an hour. Half an hour. And then you just get Babylon come up on the screen. And that's like a prelude to everything. That's kind of just setting up like that. Um, Nelly, you, you're coming on set tomorrow. Kind of mm. get, go get some sleep kind of stuff. Like She's brilliant. Like Margot Robbie, we watched her in Barbie. Yes, we know she can cry. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she can just be like, cry on, cry on demand, like, is, well, first of all, it's fantastic, but I feel sorry for whoever is her partner, if she does have one, because <laughs> she could, you'd never know when she was being generally upset <laughs> to when she's actually can just yeah. cry. But I guess it's obviously some memory of hers, like she said, she, the character Nellie, I just think of home. Mm-hmm. It's kind of obviously something she's got a sad moment that she'll think of when she, do, she does do it. Mm-hmm. I quite like Nellie as a character, even though she's high maintenance, she's flamboyant, she's hard work, she's a free spirit. She's had a lot of things go wrong for her. Hmm. And I think she's the underdog and 
I think you kind of root for her to want to be successful because people always look down at her and think she's not good enough. Yeah, she's constantly going through the film saying that, oh, you know, the boys at school right, ripped on me and so did the girls and your family and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, she's like yeah, she, I don't know how it lines. There's no like flashbacks or anything to it. Mm. This is all just like, that's all you need to know from her. Like you're just saying, saying it straight as it is yeah. to think to know exactly like what she's going through. She's escaping to get to the big screen she's got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's lovely when Manny and her are together and like the love of the of film and how it's an escapism. Um, and... Yeah, they, expl- they sort of go into a room and explain that, don't they? With... And they feel like it's a quite sweet romance, like something blossoming. And you can see this like relationship blooming and it's lovely to kind of see it all. Go on that journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. You feel like you are kind of going through the years with them. Yeah. I think that's the Damon Chazelle who's done La La Land and Whiplash. <laughs> He's going for... The and certain... taking, taking elements from almost both of those films, in a sense. Mm. Yeah, combine them together. There's certain parts of this, I would say, don't need to be in this, this film that I hate. Mm. But then there's a lot that I love. Right, what? Another example, other than like, shitting and pissing. What? <sighs> it's going way, way oh, towards okay. the end. Right, I'll right, we'll leave it for that then. Which gets, I think it gets a little bit like more darker. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we've got also got Brad Pitt as well. He's another character we kind of focus on as well he's already at the peak of his career he's doing really well yeah, everyone's um, like you know praise him, him in he the, can do no wrong yeah. he can turn up on set and be completely rat-assed and it, it doesn't matter he's mm-hmm. royalty he's mm-hmm. up there and i think for his character it really does show how lonely it must get when your career like demises and you are no longer yeah. that it's star your popularity then i think a lot of actors do go through that and throughout the years, that's yes, yeah, tells all this time really. You know, as musicians or whoever's like mm. a big celebrity, and then next day, all things can change, and you just back to you know who, who's that again, kind of thing. Yeah. You've forgotten who you are, <laughs> I and I think that's it's the price you pay when you're so shiny and you're so sparkly and you think you're so important, and then just to be normal it must be hard. If you're normal all the time, there's you know you don't know any better. Yeah, yeah. You can't come down from anywhere, whereas that must be a massive hit to reality when nobody calls you, you're not invited to anything. Mm-hmm. He helps Manny, though, to be on a set and kind of gives him that chance to prove himself. I love the fact of the old film cameras and the way that it's a movie about a movie. Yep. It shows them filming mm-hmm. sets. And that... It in itself looks like chaos, you know, wondering that that sort of like <laughs> setting up the ste- this the what was it? What was it the fact that they're filming like two films that right next to one another as well. Um, Kinoscope, which is like I think obviously the the base point for the 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 studio. Mm. Obviously, like literally, like I said, literally just sound stages where it's. Just like right, film because it's all silent films. Like it doesn't matter about the sound that's all the cast is going I around. I didn't it's actually just... realise it was a silent yeah. film but while I was watching it, I was thinking, How is this gonna work? Like there's just yeah, so much have to racket. Worry about that. Other than the, well, yeah, obviously there's that orchestral stuff, but I, again I don't I don't know how that's picking that up as well as because of all the other shouting mm. and stuff that's going on. But on the base point of like just for, just film to film there's a screen right next to another scene where that's yeah. going on and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. They're just madness. But I can imagine Probably still today, it can sometimes be a bit like that in the And imagine, set, especially like now, run runners and the microphones as well, yeah. you, and soundboarding. You could have two things being filmed in each room, and mm-hmm. it being 
fine to, mm-hmm. to do so, but it being chaotic because yeah. there's just the time pressures of having to get everything out, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I like that one scene in particular. Obviously, you mentioned about like, Margot Robbie's characters, like just you know doing a single tear in a take, and she's like, "Oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen." And then you've got Brad Pitt's character, Jack. He's obviously waiting to do a scene. And like, oh, we've got no cameras, Manny. You need to go and get one from the, the rent one out. And obviously, taking all literally all day to get the camera. And the sunset's going down. And it's like, oh, we're going to lose the director's like pulling his hair out. We're losing light. Not going to stuff is going to happen. And he's been drinking all this time. Jack has since. He's thinking, oh, he's not going to be able to pull this scene off. And yet, somehow, he just gets into character, snaps into it, and it's obviously shot in the way of like how I'm. Amazing, he is portrayed like looking through the lens almost and just like plays that character so perfectly. And like, Manny's like mesmerized by and and the butterfly the, landing yeah, on the shoulder, like perfect, perfect kind of, lighting yeah, and, and ambiance and, and everything. Yeah, and and, and explode, yeah, cannons firing, yeah, and, like a proper thing. And, and they get it in one take, and it's, and it's like, like yes, yeah, because even like, even like looking at when another scene, like before when they do like lunch. And it's all quiet after this this battle of whatever's going mm. on, and you kind of see in the cameraman like for him like rolling the reel, and then it cuts through the lens, and you can see as the cameraman sees it like through the lens of just a little square box yeah. of what's thing, and then when you see it past the camera and like just all the rah, rah, running, but at it's, it's the... just wasted acting because nothing's getting, getting caught on film. Or... Yeah, but and... you gotta have that built. Yeah, yes. So it's not like a panoramic view like a normal camera might have these days. Look. Like, literally, the yeah. director's got to see that scope of the size of everything, so, yeah. But I think everything, the way it is filmed on this, is quite cleverly thought of. You do get different forms of media throughout here, basically. The way that they're going to black and white towards the end, and it goes shorter into the films. So it is fluctuating your format a bit. Not throughout, but it makes you realise that, actually, this is what a film would look like back in the day, mm-hmm. compared to what we're getting now, now, now. Days, yeah. So it's it's interesting in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Keeps you on your toes. I mm-hmm. think everything about this film. I don't know if somebody was high when they wrote it because some bits are really great, and then other bits are like, mm, what the hell mm-hmm. is somebody thinking? Mm-hmm. The other ca- the other side character with kind of his sister as well as Manny's, he's kind of like in between them both almost. Mm. Is Sydney, who's like he's kind of also part of the background as well a little bit. Where he's like the jazz, he plays the trumpet, doesn't he? And he has sort of like his success story throughout as well. But he's more of like a he's more of a background character. I think we see three it's, characters kind of progress yeah, within their the career, career, and you see three different outcomes of how oh. it yeah. can end. Yeah, pretty much because he's the one that kind of lives on essentially, and he, he, does, he gets he... out at a point where it's like, nah, this is degrading for yeah. me at the point. And I, I I'd rather people. do what I love yeah. for a smaller crowd right. than belittle myself and my values. Yeah. And I think he he still is the one that actually gets on top. He wins in the end, mm-hmm. overall. So I thought the music as well, because I'm guessing Damon Chazelle likes his jazz music. Was he the guy that when they were playing, somebody said you keep playing flat? Was he the actual one that was playing flat? No, I think he was pointing out to people, like, because uh, like, he was like, cause he was so affecting on the art point. of the music, and he's like, no, man, you're... Messing it all up for everybody and stuff, so that yeah, it wasn't him. Right. Yeah, yeah. We've also got Faye as well, who mm. is a character with within this. She, she's famous from the get go. She's as high up as like Brad Pitt is, mm-hmm. 
you see her performing at the party at the very beginning, right. which also she's pretty much, I feel like she's an open lesbian within this as well. So mm-hmm. it's quite modernised for what the Roaring Twenties would be. It's not that I say they probably would not have been. I don't but... think they'd have been as open about it. Yeah. I think that's what I'm meaning. Right. Yeah. And it, I think that's what I'm kind of, certain points of this is modernised because I don't think, not saying they shouldn't have been, but it, it wouldn't yeah. have been as condoned. Yeah. But she seems to kind of have a bit of a thing for, for Nelly, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Both free spirits. And I think just sometimes like the scene when she was on stage worked really, really well. Like the, the lighting of it, the dark and moody, mm-hmm. the smoking, like just capturing that and yeah. the appeal that she had while she was on stage. Just brilliant cinematography with, within the film. Mm-hmm. So she's a bit, I don't know, she's quite, kind of a side character. She's not. She kind of comes in bet- between both the Brad's and Margot's characters, mm. really. And I think she, happened. to be fair, she's a strong female character. She's comes across as the nicest one to be in showbiz. Mostly hum- humble in a sense, yeah. She kind of, like you say, doesn't have like the big showboaty attitude to everything she's kind of like yeah also you see the side of a helping a family still who like work in yeah. a laundry or yeah yeah facility. yeah so she's got sort of those values as well so she's yeah. not completely like oh i'm not too high mighty for you now yeah mm-hmm. so i think that's down to like heritage of Culture, family values yeah. yeah so so you kind of find out about nelly and her mum being in an institution as well showing mm-hmm. like nelly's background her dad's a bit not not the smartest he doesn't do maths or um, not really good at his spelling or anything like that, which still takes him on because it's like her, it's my, my dad, um, and road manager, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it, I think she gets to a point where she's—I don't know if he actually dies at that point when she says, uh, "Fight a snake." Yeah, I think it's just passed out. I don't think he's. Yeah, but I think she's like getting he's... sick of all his like bullshit. Like so, she's like calling his bluff a little bit, but also saying, "My dad." I don't know. She's going, "My dad's the best man here because he can fight a snake." Or he keeps saying he fights a snake. Well, prove you can fight one. Yeah, then. yeah. I, I don't know. Just I think that's a thing of the fact that men say a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So she's like making just, them walk yeah, the walk, walk, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think oh, some men in this are quite sexist. They're quite piggish. But I guess to be honest, that's what the twenties was, sadly. And th- yeah, and so we're dipping into the thirties as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's, even in the fifties, like women were still. So this a few times now like in how the films are with and you've you've pointed out obviously like women always seem to dance on distress kind of thing and all that kind of mm. is perceived as weak in whatever way but, yeah you know, i think you know. margot robbie's character is she does need a man to help her but i think she's more hard work for the man actually to be fair i think to, <laughs> manny would yeah. be better off without her mm-hmm. and she actually she does say that like um i just make you sad like i'd just go off with without no, no. me. That always sounds like a relationship thing. So it's not you, it's me, and it's, yeah, with women. It's just a... <laughs> I think it's more as well. The woman never feels worthy enough. One of the very funny scenes, which I guess is sort of like I said before about how things are sort of relating to singing in vain in a sense. When Nelly's having to do the sort of like her first like talky, basically, and she's like that college. Mm-hmm. Dorm, whatever she's playing in that role, and it's kind of like everyone's like, right, cameraman in this tiny <laughs> oh, little box, sweltering. There's, there's no, you've got to, got to be quiet. Can't have an aircon on. Too noisy. 
like so many different takes and then just like oh someone's opening the, the stage door and it's like can't you see the lights on and wearing the wrong the shoes too quiet too loud too, all this yeah. kind of stuff and yeah and as I say that probably you still occurs put it in the position where you should yeah. have done it's done with the mark yeah and she just flips doesn't she bless her I feel like we've been with like oh it's too warm and you might get people get snappy the fact yeah. that I think it's just the heat gets to you a little bit, but and also the, the fact of having to repeat the same thing over and yeah. for the tiniest thing, and oh, someone sneezed, and <laughs> but to be fair, this is how I feel like I am on this podcast. Like if I hiccup or like I've just touched my paper, um, <laughs> Paul's like then I get like this evil stare of oh, you need to be silent just before we start, and then if I go. <clears throat> Then it's it's an issue. So I, I kind of relate when we're doing this recording. How can you? You're not the one normally editing it. No, but I relate to how Margot Robbie's character yeah. in there does feel frustrated because she'll get that evil glare of <laughs> you're messing this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I can just just find it funny. It's, like, it's always funny to see when somebody else is shouting at somebody. <laughs> And you're not involved at all. Mm. You're just witnessing because it's like, oh, yeah. Even the poor cameraman passes out because of the heat, bless him. Oh, he dies, literally. Oh, yeah, he does (laughs) die, yeah. yeah, That just passes out, yeah. So uh, from that, it's like, did he even record what was that perfect take? Mm. I joke to you, it's a bit like when we're seeing, like, disaster artist and, you know, how many takes that, oh, hi, Mark. Kind of but to be fair, <laughs> this is a lot yes. better. Like when she does do it, it is a lot. Yeah, at least it's, yeah. I did not hear her. Yeah, <laughs> it's a coherent kind of acting piece. I did not. <sighs> just love shoehorning that in, don't you? It's my birthday. Sorry. And you even have to put the worst film in. How dare you? Can we go on to the fact of the amount of scene in the rain references? Yeah, yeah. Now? I was going to that. Yeah. So obviously, like you said, you mentioned that one. It kind of talks. Well, it does. It brings up the talkies yeah. being the massive thing. Yeah. And weirdly, Nellie is dressed in literally the same thing. I forgot the character's name. Lena. Lena, Lamont. yes. Lamont. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the kind of corset dress, <laughs> the massive wigs and everything like that. And she goes, oh, oh, oh P.S. And then I'm like waiting for her to say you shouldn't have come. <laughs> and you're like, I'm like, this is like, Singing in the rain, and you're like, mm, no, they could just literally. And I'm like, no, that is that's singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. And then it it seemed to have been Peter in more, and you were like, oh shit, she's actually right. Yeah. We had singing in the rain, literally, where there was like the arc behind them. Yeah, it was a different thing entirely, but yeah. But the song singing, the singing, singing in, in the, the rain. rain, they had the raincoats, but they weren't yellow. Yeah, yeah. And they were swaying I to. The song. I don't know why they were pink. Actually, it looked a bit weird. It did, <laughs> and they were see through as well. And obviously, that's how. We see the third character get his debut. Yeah. Because Manny asks him how does he think the shot is, and he's like, Well, you're pointing the no, wrong no, way. No. Yeah, yeah. So that helps them both get their career off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. One new direction. So then we have another one where Jack is obviously, he's done really well at the stills and the, the silent films. The silent films, yeah. yeah. And then coming into talkies, he's not doing it as, as well. Oh. Hmm, this sounds very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. There's one line where his films are flop and he's like saying, I love you, I love you. And we're like, hmm, I wonder where that's from. Yeah. And it's... And the crowd's laughing and yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm ashamed. Yeah. And it, I was kept on saying to you, like, I'm like looking at you like, what is this? Yeah. And in the end, it does confirm it because oh, yeah, he so. goes and watches a film, does Manny. This is, this is at the very end, like years and years later. 
mm-hmm. but he comes, you know, he's he's kind of escaped from LAC. everything else we haven't said yet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll come, we'll circle back to this part at the very end. But yeah, yeah, but a lot of singing in the rain. Yeah, there was nods, nods. I don't so, know if it's complimenting singing no, in the rain. I, I definitely think it is. You've got to take that as 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 a good thing. How much of an impact it has had. So, like one of the men you said about, oh, Nelly was like. You needing Manny like at desperate times because mm-hmm. she's like out on a look and she's like been gambling with getting deep with the sharks and everything and yeah. now it's like oh, I need eighty five grand to some, somewhere <laughs> Manny can you please help me please 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 I'm gonna die yeah I think she's always been a wild card she was called wild child on yeah. the um, silent films she's always been one that's not really thought about the consequences yeah, she's, she's yeah leaping before. She looks. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And Manny's always, I think, admired that and found that very attractive yeah, of of her. Yeah. Until he has to pick up her pieces and then I think he got you see Manny kind of getting really frustrated because he becomes a director. He's having her as his like famous actress. Sure. And everyone's like, Oh, she's just off the rails here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because everyone's talking about her and she's in the media and press and She's just been watched at every single move. I can imagine that must be absolutely exhausting. Mm-hmm. And she's not been raised from a well-to-do background. So everyone's judging her on that aspect too. Yeah, like all the upper class people. Because there is one scene where she does projectile vomit. <laughs> and I think it really ruins it for me because her speech in this, she's like, the joke that she delivers is great. It's like so hilariously funny. And the way that Margot Robbie delivers it is fantastic. And then she stuffs loads of food in her face and it's like at this really posh place. Mm-hmm. And she's making a point and it's like, yeah, get it, I love it's you. Yeah. Then she has to be like, bleh, bleh. and it's like, oh, you've just lowered the tone. For me, it's like, I, it was it was great until she had to be sick. And then she was sick on somebody's cap and then she was sick in someone's face and I was like, oh, Yeah, and then other people are going, bleh. And I'm like, I was like, no, no. If yeah, everyone else is going to be then flipping sick, this is just like my level of scale radar over the top. Yeah, yeah. it's going down a bit, yeah. But then it was fine because they didn't. Yeah, yeah. They were okay. And she's just like a little bow and everything as if like, oh. again, as if that was purposely making a point. I guess that's maybe why she went back in rather than just be sick outside. Be like, oh, I'll just ruin you. Cap it. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah. Also saying your food is shit, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But poor Manny, he just has to pick up all the pieces and get 85 grand to basically bail her out. Bail her out. Yeah. And he does it because he, he genuinely loves her. He's loved her from day one. He said that, didn't mm-hmm. he, to yeah. her? Yeah. He does... There's this guy that just hands out peanuts and he's got... The... I think they've got pills in them to feed mm-hmm. to take. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. it's to calm your nerves or some form uh, of drug. Probably somewhere else, yeah. And... Yeah, he says, oh, I've got the money, I'll, I'll help you out here. And then turns out it's just some fake prop money. And then you're obviously dealing with this guy who's a bit... Well, it's a weird-ass Spider-Man guy. Yeah, Tobey like... Maguire. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Not seen him and in anything else. looking a bit... Yeah, he's, it looks like he's on some... He's like, you know, bags under his eyes. Mm. And, yeah, he's... This bit I, I kind of could do without this going scene. Going this, like, torture sex dungeon... I'm like, I'm sure this isn't going to be in the night, in roaring 20s or even 30s. 30s. Like, I don't think um, so. No, I think, well, there's, there's a f- there is a film called, literally called Freaks, and that was set in, like, the 1930s, and that kind of, like, banned for years because, like, actually showing, like, actual genuine 
freaks, you know, like people with deformities and kind of stuff. It's awful. It's, yeah. Uh, oh, they might, they might still exist, do but, exist, possibly. Yeah. Like, to be fair, you know what Americans are like. What do you mean? I don't know. Something like that probably does exist even worse now. I was in the 30s and now we're in 2023. I'm... <sighs> hmm. Well, yeah. Could but, be any place in the world where there's... Well, yeah. Performances, but, yeah. I just think Find it's no, no, more meant like this, like dungeony cells oh, thing. Right, yeah, That's what yeah. I mean. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's perverse. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, can still happen. And so, yeah, it's like he's that's called Toby Maguire. I can't remember what his name is, but it's um, is that Spider Man? Yeah, he's like, oh, come see this amazing guy. I've got to show you past this alligator in the sewer, and he's like. It's, Guy, basically, a guy with a mask who eats mice, rats, or whatever. It's yeah, like, well, that, that's, that's super impressive, that is. That needs to go on film, that yeah. does. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, actually, the fact that you're saying that, the funny thing is, is it is on film. Yeah. Already, and I'm watching it, and it's like, no, I'm okay. There's people just having sex, like, in every corner when they're walking mm. through. It's just getting darker and darker as you go through there. I mean, that's, that happens at the start, but yeah. not in nicer settings, in a sense. Or yeah. Gone. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. It's just all grotesque and just I'm, I'm like I'm not there for that. Didn't think this film was gonna take me down that path. Mm. Yeah, that, that all kind of leads to him Manny getting out because they, they kind of find him, shoot his friends, or the or, and the roommate mm. of his. Manny pisses himself basically, yeah. saying, "Please leave me alone. Mm. I, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll go away. I'll disappear." Oh, at this point. Also, Nelly's like admitting, like, "Oh, we got to get out to Mexico, and we'll run away, get married, and all that kind of stuff." I think she just gives that to Manny, just to. I know we said that, didn't we? Like, yeah, she's she's not. She's, something's going to happen to her. She's just saying that to string him along, and then she's make him just, happy and let him kind she of just wander off into the darkness, and you never see her again. I think she wants Manny to have his own life, and she even said, "I'm better off without you. Yeah. You're better off without mm-hmm. me, and everything like that." Mm-hmm. And she just wants him to move on and be better she seems like she knows that she drags him down and i think that's why she walks off yeah she says i'm ready now it's fine i'm content with mm-hmm. my peace and yeah, basically dying yeah so she was and only 34 oh, the when, newspapers says that yeah but they just say she, they found her body yeah. so don't really know if she got shot what how she actually mm-hmm. died you do not really see yeah. which I'm, I'm quite grateful for yeah i don't need to long on that too much it was just like a newspaper article mm. that said it and then on the other side of things, earlier than that was a Jack. Oh, and yes. He's kind of like getting to for that. Gives, I think it he's at, seen... the, at the end of his career, essentially, with yeah. his having to do these like, bit parts in. Oh, because, you know, it's a favour for a friend to be like, oh, you like some of like, the older fogies in film. Like mm-hmm. we have these, like, say, Bruce Willis or Robert De Niro. I've been in the absolute garbage straight to DVD type films just to be like, oh, they're in it. It's got to be worth something, right? Yeah, it's got to be good because yeah. they, they used but to be brilliant. they're just doing that cash grab basically for that and so he's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. And, you and he doesn't really have anyone blessing either so he just go from wife after wife, wife after wife and he doesn't actually have anyone who generally just loves him and yeah. I think that must be exhausting and he's like, well, why, yeah. why am I here yeah. if I don't have anything to actually give the world anymore they don't enjoy watching my films yeah or my art so sadly he does kill himself and i think that comes from his friend topping himself as well yeah as well there's playing hard on him that's who also yeah like killed himself as well so playing heavy on his mind yeah so then we jump forward the very end 
to 1952. And Manny's back in LA visiting with his family. Yep, little daughter and wife. Yeah, so here's the studio I used to work at. I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) That was me when my dad took me to NASA and I was about, I don't know, how old are you in year six? Like 11, 10. (laughs) This is boring. Um, yeah, so I kind of related mm-hmm. to that little girl where his dad's like, oh, well, you know, this is what I used to do. And when she gets older, she'll probably find oh, it yeah, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then he pays... A 50 cents. I know. To, to go see a, a film. A bargain. Yeah. And it's singing in the rain. And... and, and uh, yeah, because he makes a point saying, oh, have you seen any movies to the like security guys? And no, I haven't seen movies for a long time. So he's probably have no, no idea what he's going in to see. It's not like, oh, I've heard... Yeah. Great things about this or whatever, like that thing. And, and for him, okay. it's like a flashback of everything that he's kind of seen and being like, oh, yeah, so I've this... lived through this because he's actually like in tears as he's. And I don't know if it's bit. good tears or if he's kind of remembering it's, Nelly a I little think bit. It's, it's probably a bit of both. It's like uh, the good times and the bad times, but he's kind of lived through that era. He knows mm. firsthand how it's been from going from silent films to talkies and stuff. So it's a bit of bittersweet yeah. for him. And one of my favorite sequences from this film and it is when you see him obviously like <laughs> start break down watching the film and then it kind of pans down to other people down in the lower quadrant of the cinema and it spans across like seeing all different ages race young and old whatever it's enjoying singing in the rain as it's just about to start up keeps panning up around gonna zoom up from a bird's eye view and i think even if it, the film had ended there that would have been mm. perfect Kind of like leading into the, the credits, go like I'm singing in rain. Yeah, kind of that would have been great. But not to say that how it ended was rubbish. But I'm just saying <laughs> that that would have been like, oh, uh, awesome, wanted to to wrap wrap it up. But then it kind of like then goes. I was like, for man to remember like certain things from obviously from his past, like from the very beginning, and then it does this kind of like montage flash through of like all the different things of of cinema, like you know from mm. like again. Films that us as the you might know are from like all oh, the, the old films, and then yeah, going to the modern <laughs> modern films like you've got Jurassic Park, and now technology's mm. improved so much from the early days, mm. and yeah, it's kind of like oh wow, this is like what cinema is and how far we've come. And yeah, I didn't enjoy <laughs> the flashing; it was a little <laughs> bit too much, and it got a little bit weird towards the end with like paint splattering down and all of that, and then. Just the, it's like, just the call and vibrancy of what the films end. have. Yeah. yeah, in a nutshell. But I think it was, yeah, even with that, it was sort of like an impactful look at, for me personally, like how important cinema is and how it still leaves that kind of like impact with, with the films that you're watching. This was, mm. Especially the ones like Singing in the Rain, they that is still held up in such high regard that the film was had to obviously literally play homage to it and include things like that all day long. <laughs> I think like, certain bits yeah. of nod to it are great and I love the fact that it appreciates it, but the certain parts of this film, like, just, yeah, they just don't sit with me so well. But the fact that they do think of Singing in the Rain highly, which is my favourite film, and they're not taking an absolute mick out of it is great. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not very original, though. What do you mean? Because literally just doing Singing in the Rain, <laughs> isn't it? All right, is that your... One of your own gripes. Maybe. <laughs> I think, as I said, like how that's a homage in a nice way. 
to it works. Oh, is that the word we use when we copy something, but it's done in a tasteful <laughs> manner, that it's not literally just replicating something and not being original? <laughs> but yeah. With the scorings, hmm. are we doing them now? We do. And you're going first. Yep. I think I will say I, I can't give it high, uh, like, t- total, total top marks. Agreed. Mainly because <laughs> the some of the things yeah. in it are even for me are a bit like, um, yeah, I couldn't do that mm. without it's that. It's a bit uncomfortable, but, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit for, dark in some aspects. I, I kind of, going into it, I sort of, sort of knew about that because I think, it, again, it's this one is, I feel like, is a bit mixed. And say, I feel like even if you, you had a brief, briefer part of that first 30 minutes segment, shorten that down. But I guess yeah. it's kind of want to show, like, introducing our if characters. If we just but... had the Margot Robbie bit, it's like that would have been fine, like her coming on and dancing and mm. didn't really need the fair scene about her pussy and all <laughs> of that. Yeah, I suppose. So, length wise, I know I'm, only, I'm not opposed to long films, but I think it's three hours and eight. Minutes. I know eight, the eight minutes was, in fact, probably the credits. But <laughs> even so, it's yeah, it's a. It's not something like oh yeah, let's like can't wait to see that again type of thing and. Be no, like, I agree. I think yeah, it's... give it a breathing space. But yeah. for the majority of how it highlights what the process of from the early days of cinema going through the years, how the characters develop, and you know their stories are different in certain aspects, and it's quite interesting and. And the music again is like you know, the jazzy mm-hmm. influence that Sydney has in yeah. as well as great. So I'm going to, for now. I'm going to put it at a nine because I don't. Th- I don't think it's, te- <laughs> I don't think it's time worthy. No, I agree. It's not. And which is disappointing with it being the director for La La Land mm-hmm. and that we whiplash, yeah. And yeah, we rate them highly. Mm-hmm. I think for me as well, with it being singing in the rain. Shoehorning that in when it's my favourite film that's mm. a 10 is a bit tricky for me to give this yeah, a, no, a 10. No, okay, yeah. I'm, I agree, it's a 9 from me. There's certain bits that I love and I think I could I could condense this down to a really great film for me, which uh-huh. would be getting rid of the shit, the sick and... The dark, the dark cellar yeah. type thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you, take the, you, you have to take the rough with the smooth, I guess, in this. But... but. It has to be highly marked for Margot Robbie's performance. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's just brilliant. And the fact that she can cry on demand. The story behind it is really solid. And I enjoy seeing the character development throughout the years and how life kind of can take a toll on you. And you can see what paths people go down and what choices they make, Mm -hmm. which always is a big tick for me. It's beautifully filmed with the way that it's shown about a film about a film. Yep. But seeing the sets and seeing different formats and medias and such, I appreciate all of that. Yeah, me too. I just, yeah, there's certain bats I can't make it a 10. No, I no. would eventually watch this again. It it wouldn't be a no, I'm never seeing it no, ever no. again. Yeah. I'd probably just walk out of the room when there's certain scenes I don't like. Yeah, because you know what's coming now. Just whereas, go for a toilet break this? when she's been it's sick. It's not like, honestly, I don't think if it was like... I normally do like where it's something you haven't seen before and I have and I'd be like oh so I was gonna hate this kind of thing I'd be more worried and cautious about showing you this but the way obviously the way we've done where we've both seen it for the first time it kind of you you, you you've got to see what happens type of thing and yeah you kind of do so for the, the whole length of it you don't know necessarily where 
what's going to happen. Leave, so, no, you um, don't. And the fact that it is so heavily lunched on seeing the rain, and then that like, last part was like my favourite part of the film, where it's mm. kind of like just seeing old generations enjoying the film. So Yeah. Yeah, which is... I think I, I like singing, singing in the Rain yeah. is that kind of film where you can put it on for anyone and it's just a happy, joyful yeah, yeah. film. That, and that's why I you feel like, like I can't expect anyone to just tell me that they hate it. If you do, give us a comment and, <laughs> yeah. and say like, yeah, what your case in point is yeah. for that. I'll have an argument for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and she will win. Because <laughs> it's my birthday. No, just because you'll defend it to the heavens. I will, yeah. <laughs> So the next film I'm going to be talking about is Enchanted, which is my first time watch. I've been waiting for a true love's kiss. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know why I went deep for it. But <laughs> was it that was, uh, was it Edward. Yeah, it was more doing the prince and they yeah. put girls version for some reason. Yeah. So, so you you said you'd how many, how many times have you seen this film? This is another one. I think this is another once. once, or maybe like a once and a half. Okay. If that makes sense, you know, like it's on telly and you you finish, yeah, yeah, finish yeah. watching it. Okay. I've actually watched it once all the way through. Mm-hmm. So the reason behind me kind of picking this one mm-hmm. because I think it was a toss up between there was a couple actually, just like Heaven because I know you haven't seen that mm-hmm. and. Uptown Girl, which has Brittany Murphy in. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Who's in 8 Mile. Yeah. So. But this one kind of came up and I was like, it was people at work were saying, I remind them of Giselle. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I'm not sure if this is a compliment or not. I'm hoping it's the karma Giselle at the end instead of like the beginning when she's becoming into the world because even I find her irritating. And I knew secretly that you would somewhat appreciate this, but at the same time hate it a little bit. You mean the appreciation for the fact that it's kind of like that old, well, I say old style, the the animation, like mm-hmm. the classic Disney kind of yeah. style of elements, which I, to me, yeah, I did like. And I feel like, yeah, if there was more of that in the film, it would have been great. Yeah. And yeah. I think you quite liked the reveal of the voice characters because they were whoever was voicing that character. Yeah. Then came into the real world and was mm, yeah, a yeah. character. Yeah. So you were like, oh yeah, I thought it was that person. So for example, um, the chipmunk. No, 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 he wasn't revealed. Pip. It was the the, the lackey of the queen, evil queen, evil yeah. queen. And he's like, oh, I think that's Timothy Spall, who's who's what's who, who's he? He's Peter Harry? Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, from from Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't I know his actual like, oh, name. I think it, I think it, he looks it looks like the character in the cartoon version. <laughs> I'm thinking, is it going to be him when he comes into real life? It's like, oh, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. I, I do really appreciate that. And I think Giselle as a character, she has progression throughout as well. And I think it must be tricky to be acting like a real-life princess in the middle of New York. It kind of gives me a little bit of elf. Like a fish-out-of-water type of scenario. <laughs> like elf was, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, I think she's like the equivalent of the female version of elf. Where she's... Being over the top, over-exaggerated. And I think once I told myself it's pretty much a female version of Elf, I was like, I'm okay with that because I absolutely love Elf. 
So I was like, I actually seem to enjoy it a lot more for that aspect. Hmm. Because she does certain things where she's lost. She goes to like an old man, like old men are nice. And then he steals her tiara because he's homeless and he wants to, you know, get some food and shelter for the night. Hmm. There's other people in New York, which reminds me a little bit of Home Alone, where they're like, shouldn't be going down this alley kind of thing. Watch it, kid. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get your nice people who actually take her in where she's like going, excuse me, on a billboard because it's a castle. Oh, and she thinks, yes. oh, that was, Yeah, that's the way to the castle. And she, yeah, she didn't understand the concepts of all that stuff. And it's, yeah. yeah. You do have some gripes. I know you do. Because the fact that when she is in this apartment. Yeah, how do you know what a vacuum is? But then she's like, she's confused at how a shower works, which I think is more of a basic thing that would definitely exist in her fairy tale universe she'd have a waterfall pole it wouldn't be a shower but she wouldn't have a hoover like more realistically a broom would make more sense yeah i get you okay yeah so there's those kind of like nitpicks i think yeah this isn't yeah not very coherent with the thing she's singing the song and she gets all the because she's got that ability in the cartoon world where she can sing and obviously like snow white weather where the little <laughs> birds come in yeah. and the little furry rabbits and I think she... come along and, and in New York, it's vermin, basically pigeons, yeah. rats, and flies. Just shows what's kind of in New York, oh, really. Yeah. I do feel like it has a, no- a lot of nods to different Disney stories. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's got a. We've got Snow yeah. White. I feel like in there as well, Cinderella. Um, Who's in the witch? Isn't there that kind of like pretty much is like, oh, have poison apple? Yeah, and, yeah. And shoves her down the well, and so you kind of. It's your old traditional no, Disney. It's it's almost like what Disney's d- doing now, where they're just rehashing the classics and just making it live action. But they so were doing what? it like before, but it's like homaging. It was before, putting them all together before they were too lazy to like not make a unique mm. princess character and just go, oh, let's just do the exact same thing that we did from <laughs> years and years ago. Which I is do, infinitely better. But. Do you think this has some quality to it, though? Has some form of charm being real life? And I think because it's not exactly homage to anything, it's just a nod to certain Disney's. Fairy tale books, yeah. It, yeah. it works, and she is a very good princess, even though she's technically yeah, no. not a princess. Yeah, you never say, like, she's not classed in that realm of those, is she? Like, in the, like the typical princesses that you mm. would see, like, say... But she never think gets it, to thinking... be the princess if you think about it, because she she don't get married, does she? No, true. So she's but... not. She's just she just lives in the woods. But yes, yeah, so Amy Adams who plays the parole, which is Ellen. I feel like yeah, she's like the real life like princess character that would be. So she plays it well, obviously. Like so from the beginning, it's a bit. I say it might be a bit irritating, like how many times she says, "Ooh, oh, ooh. oh, there you go, Paul. I do it for you." <laughs> And so, like, you make a drinking game out of it, you'd be wasted in like thirty <laughs> minutes because that's almost all she does. And all she does when doing is in falling over. Yeah, but she's in this ridiculous ass dress, bless yeah. her. Like, it's huge, it's mm-hmm. massive, and you don't understand how hard it is to walk and stuff like that. But it is irritating at the same time. We do have the dad and Morgan that kind of take her in, and I think he does it for his daughter's sake. Because she's like, Daddy, he's a real princess. And I think her acting for her age is great. Like, yeah, it's pretty all right. So there's like a part when she's she's like leaving and she's like, she looks like she's 
Gen- genuinely upset. Yeah, <laughs> rather than opposed to just sad. looking a bit sad, you know, it's like as some kids would do. And and I think yeah. she really enjoys her role and you know the wonder of like oh it's almost like you know when you go to I've never been obviously to Disneyland yeah. and the kids like say, oh it's it's Cinderella or yeah. whatever yeah and being like it's the most amazing thing ever. I think the other bit that reminds me of Elf is when she makes her clothes out of curtains and. I feel like Elf somewhat does that in the kitchen where like he's making them breakfast and he makes an absolute yeah. mess of the house. And I think it's kind of those that yeah, refine it to sense, yeah. Elf in yeah. a sense for me. She makes some beautiful clothing though. I'd be like, I want you to make me something out of my <laughs> bedding or something <laughs> like that. Talking about the like princesses we've got, I said to you like, oh, it's Idina Manzel who's plays voices Elsa in. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then you were a little bit like, huh? How, <laughs> yeah, do, you, actually how do you know this? And I was like, because I know that's the person who voices Elsa and does the singing and everything. And then I went, she was from Glee. And you were like, uh, uh. I'm like, yeah, I, I know this. <laughs> so people were blessed in that book. Bless her, she's kind of categorised as the evil stepmother. Mm, yeah. As Disney would have them be in the real world, yeah. Yeah. To yeah. be fair, anyone who is a step parent, I don't think they're evil, <laughs> because the thought of you having to look after someone else's child can't be easy. Yeah, it's just the the child would normally perceive that it's not the same as mommy or yeah. daddy or whatever. But yeah, trying to change them or whatever. Mm. But. We do have like a sad story with Morgan and her dad because their mum left for, for no apparent reason. Mm. It's not like she was killed or anything like that it's just she fell out of love and didn't want yeah. to be part and that's of that why he's like what's it called robert yeah. and he's like that's why he's this like attorney or whatever he's in like this divorce <laughs> yeah lawyer but, he's like yeah. a bit of a cynic he doesn't believe in happy, happy endings to get those that's whereas giselle's like oh no happy endings do exist <laughs> i don't know if it's that's kind of me because i'm always like half glass half full kind of girl normally mm-hmm everyone says oh you're so positive and I'm thinking am I I think I'm a positive negative I think (laughs) I'm negatively positive is that a thing yeah it is now (laughs) (laughs) and he's trying to see the bright side of things oh things you know like there is hope for people and And things like that he really likes Giselle just because she brings that light and happiness into their family so she's telling Morgan a good night bedtime story. And she's saying, oh, well, that's just how Red says it. And she, he's like, oh, that's an interesting story that you were telling Morgan. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really glad you, you're here for it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm just, you know, telling the story as it is. And he gets quite angry at her because it's like, well, stop putting this pretense on as he sees yeah. it should be. But actually, it's it's not the case. She's just generally nice and she's a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Who's fallen from a well. (laughs) (laughs) Up from a sewer, yeah. Yeah. There is a big scene, obviously, of how how does she know that you love her in the park and everything that goes on for quite a while as well. Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) another thing, like, with the the way that's worded as well, like, with certain lines in that. But, uh, yeah, you can nitpick that to bits, but the way that comes across. But I wouldn't say that was, like, an offensive song. It wasn't, like, too, like, oh, God make it stop type of thing and to be fair there's not it's not it's not like a typical thing where there's like loads of musical numbers no in a, in a Disney film so I kind of appreciate that in a sense and as well it got a bit jazzy with like the brass drums and um, still yeah Jamaican yeah <laughs> so there's like quite a nice touch yeah. to it 
I think it gets a little bit worse when Prince Edward comes yeah, and on the scene. Uh, and I kind of figured from his like I kind of figured from his like character drawing, it's like, oh it's James Marsden who's who seems to be shoehorned into these things we have to deal with live action furry characters. He's like, like the pro, isn't he? You got Hop, which we've covered. Yeah. He's been in Sonic. Yeah. And um what was the other one now? I feel like there's something else he's also can't with that. But, I, but the fact that he's in this where he's having to talk to a, a chipmunk yeah. that's you know, surprising that did, did work with Alvin and Alvin and the chipmunks one or other, but somebody I'm else, surprised but. he didn't talk to be fair, but I don't know, I think he was No, he was, wasn't he? The um the bad love interest in the notebook, wasn't he? Oh my god, yes. That's the only yeah. actual <laughs> real role he's played, I feel. <laughs> I didn't even know that was him until you just said it. My eyes are like pinged. What the hell? Yeah, he was. He was like what um, the one that she was gonna go for yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. Noah. Yeah, and oh. so in this, he's also like a one that's not. It wasn't the, the not the one he she goes for in the end. Yeah. So yeah, he's kind of I don't know what he signs up for these things or his agents just really <laughs> bad or what I don't know. But God love him. Somebody has to play the role. Sadly, yeah. he does do it well though. He does. He's over the top, he's, he's, he's yeah. very annoying, and he actually, Giselle, in the end, looks more appealing as a character by the yeah, end. Yeah, at least she grows, yeah. Yeah. Whereas he's like, what is this magical box? And kind of that kind of stupid... Oh, yeah. And there was one part where it made me laugh because I saw your face and I was like... It was going through like a hotel um, whizzy kind of spinnily door. Oh, yeah, I thought oh, this joke's going to go on for a bit longer than it does, but thankfully it didn't. It was just... great. I thought, yeah, that's just right, because I think if it they'd carried on going through that, it would annoy me. You know it would. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of appreciated that it didn't go on for too long. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're already getting towards the end. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> no, and it's yeah. just like, how long do we spend on Babylon compared yeah, to this? But, but it is what it is. It's, it says it is what it is on the tin, pretty much. Yeah, I think it's, it's more the... the the fact that, like, Giselle realises and grows, like, you know, it's not as happy and clappy as she makes out to be mm. in the in the cartoon world that she once was. And she even gets to the point, like, I'm feeling, uh, what is this emotion? It's like, I'm angry. I'm actually angry at you. Because it's like the frustration, I guess, that's how, you know, you love someone as well, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you actually feel something, like, something that is negative. But at the same time, you still want to hang out with them or, you know, yeah. be with them or whatever and i think for her as well it's like teaching children because i think the first time they feel annoyed or angry or sad it's a confusing emotion to have and still nowadays like as adults you can be frustrated and cry and you're still like what what's up with me why is my why am i feeling this way and i think it's clever the way that she's portraying this is the first time i've been angry mm-hmm. and it's okay for me to to be that that way right. and not everything is like pristine and perfect yeah but at the same time, there is some good in the world. Like the one of the, the couples that Robert's like dealing with, they Giselle kind of opens their eyes a little bit, like you know how beautiful our eyes are or anything like that kind of stuff. And so then the couples soon realise, oh, maybe we don't need to be getting to a divorce and yeah, kind of fall back can, in love with one another. We can so work through this, this and yeah. actually talk to each other. So, yeah, so it makes you kind of realise that it's not like a sound note or like oh. Marriages is terrible and everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. What's the point kind of thing? It's actually like highlighting that as well. So, so we get to a point of where the evil stepmother reveals is is actually Edward's 
stepmother. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite cute because Giselle says, oh, not all stepmothers are awful. Um, Edward's got one and she's she's wonderful. And actually she's the most horrible one of them all. Her and Morgan get to go on a little girly shoppy spree as well. And For the ball, yeah. Yeah, and I think Nancy gets very jealous of Giselle and mm-hmm. is a bit like, well, who is she? Why are you having this random woman? I don't sleep over at your house. Why am mm-hmm. I having to be you know, shoehorned and not be accepted, but this woman that you've just picked up off the street, you're letting her in your home. But obviously I think it's because Morgan really, really looks up to her and it's like when they're on the little girly trip, it's like, have you ever done this with your mom? And she's like, no, I don't have a mom. And they're kind of having a little mother-daughter moment, but neither one of them actually knowing what that is. Is, Yeah. Or knowing what men only want one thing and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody tells me. Yeah. (laughs) And the fact that... It's only for emergencies and with daddy's credit card. This is an emergency. You need a dress. So when he sees her coming down the steps and she's looking absolutely stunning. And Mm -hmm. I really like the thought of that because Giselle comes down and she's in a quite sleek, straight, simplistic, down dress, one colour. And everyone else is dressed in your typical ball gown. Yeah, masquerade type. Yeah. And the wigs and everything. And it's quite a contrast because that's kind of what she was in from the get-go. Yeah, switched around into a more modern, sleek Mm. style things, yeah. And you can see the dad absolutely... Yeah. Well, yeah, like even you said, well, I know which one I'd (laughs) I'd want. It's not just because, you know, Amy Adams is... Ginger? Ginger, yeah. Biased much. (laughs) At least she's a real ginger. She's not a fake one, I don't think, like Emma Stone. Yeah. Sure, I'm not. (laughs) I don't, I don't really hate Emma. No, I only no, don't no, like no. her because she... Yeah, I know. I feel like I have to have a love-hate relationship with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from a jealous side. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> but the stepmother comes into the real world as well. Mm. And she, oh, fine, I'll do it myself, kind of. Yeah, because Peter Pettigrew's not doing really <laughs> yeah. well with the apples, is he? No, no. And I've got to say that prosthetics of her actually being the witch in... The real world, and it's like, oh, it's convincing. It doesn't look like it's not really crappy makeup or anything. It looks, looks genuinely like pretty yeah. decent prosthetics. What about know. when she becomes a dragon? That, not so much. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's like, it's trying to be like scary, but it looks too cutesy at the same time. Oh, like, really? Like with the well, eyes and stuff. And I like, think it's like a girly version. I think that's what it is. It's trying to make it a girl dragon and be a bit... mean, Yeah, but even like you think like Maleficent in the Sleeping Beauty, and that's. Obviously, that's cartoon, but that's mm. literally just a dragon. There's no, it doesn't talk or anything like that. It what about Shrek's dragon? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least that has some intimidating look yeah, about it. Yeah, it does. It. But obviously, it's really it's more of a feminine side to it. But yeah, yeah. well, it actually looks more like a, a dragon dragon. As a, this <laughs> looks more like a like long serpentine type yeah. one. But, and it's, yeah. I do think, though, for me, as, as a woman, the fact that the man becomes the damsel in distress. I think Disney are trying to be clever yeah, there yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. normally it's the princess right. that needs saving and she actually saves her true love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. Fair point. Credit. Yeah. yeah. Credit where it's due. Obviously, you have to have the true love's kiss, mm-hmm. which Edward tries initially and it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really know what the dad's name's called, so I'm just going to call him Robert. Yeah. <laughs> it's my middle name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, he he kisses her and she wakes up and then the queen snatches him off and you get this kind of action scene, don't you? 
action that lasts about two minutes because mm. I was a bit baffled like what even happened in that time because like the pip the little chick monk guy comes the <laughs> puts his belly out or something and then the dragon's like oh it's too much weight and then it falls and then into a sparkly mess on the floor like what what happened there mm. i kind of feel like there was needed to be more yeah impactfulness was... or some i don't know it just seemed very rushed and then they swap partners and it's all okay um, they're not they're not bothered yeah, so yeah. um nancy goes with edward and becomes his princess in the fairy tale um, yeah and then we have giselle and robert yeah. That and Morgan that and live happily all, ever after. They do like a little montage of what they're doing now, kind of thing. And all... I quite like the way they've done that though in a book. And Pop-up it's, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite beautifully done, and it's this, two different like, mediums. That you kind know. of. I forget when when did the film come out because it's kind of like that typical like indie pop I think it was ballad early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, it felt like that way. That kind everything's awesome and great. That kind of thing. And then they all live happily ever after. Yeah. There is a Cinderella aspect of, obviously, Giselle loses her shoe. Mm-hmm. Even I pointed out, Giselle's character is like maybe a four shoe or a five. And then Nancy, bless her, I think she's about a seven. And you can t- clearly tell mm-hmm. the shoe, what was on the floor, would not fit her foot because it's completely yeah. massive in comparisons. But, yeah, there's something <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, they just got a different shoe for that shot. Yeah. Like, swap out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, why don't you just keep the big shoe and then it would have looked coherent because it wouldn't have mattered. Minor details. Yeah. Overall, quite an enjoyable experience. Not really that hard pressing and no, no, not, not too much going not on. painstaking or like that, so. It didn't cause you too much agony? No, no wouldn't say so. Apart from, oh, oh, at the beginning where you're like, oh, this is irritating. But then, yeah, it, yeah. it, it grows. I think yeah, the yeah. back end is a lot more stronger than the beginning. For yeah. the most part, yeah. Am I like this character? No, you, well, if you're referring to like the beginning part where everything's all... Maybe the second part then, yeah. if I'm just nice and friendly. Yeah, you are friendly. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Thanks. There's no TT. No. <laughs> no. I think that's just because people might, might just perceive you that way. from. Probably because I'm a lot nicer answer. at work. Like somebody said, oh, I never really can imagine you yelling. And I was like, <laughs> mm. yeah. like, Somebody actually said, can you yell at me? And I was like, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> For the sake of it. Yeah. Do something wrong then, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but then I'd just probably... In my head yeah. And then tell you when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So Score. You, yeah, it's you again, isn't it? Just me. Loving life. Think of the song. I don't think I can say, like really negative too much because I think the intention was to put me through the ringer a little bit with it but <laughs> I think it's actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be I thought I was going to really like despise it <laughs> is it a 10? Uh, no don't get your hopes up but it might I, this may or may not shock you I don't know but I'll put it at 6 okay yeah 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 is that a shock or no no you, you kind of led me down a garden pathway I think I thought it was going to be a bit higher oh, but right. okay. I actually I'm going to put it at seven, so okay. I'm not far off you. Yeah. I enjoy it. I think it's one of those things where you can put it on and, like I, I did say to you, you can play on your game. It's I didn't, though. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't. I thought, no, it's not fair. Cause, like, for, I for said the... to you you could because it's one of those, you, it's not It's not like Babylon where you like literally just have to watch because you're like, what the hell's going to happen mm-hmm. next? It's, you kind of know where it's going and you predicted 
yeah, them two were going to swap partners before it happened. And mm-hmm. but, yeah, whether they're at the ball, yeah. But. Yeah, it is what it is, but it's also quite nice and lighthearted to, to have on. Has mm-hmm. got a good moral behind it. Yeah. It's nice with the way that the mediums are and such, so I feel like seven is middle ground for me. Mm-hmm. No, but another... I wouldn't say necessarily a Disney classic, but mm. in and for a modern take on things, it, it works, and I, yeah. I kind of... I did Obviously, I did appreciate the animation, so that's... Mm. Yeah, just a bit more of that would have gone on this. Or I don't know if it would have worked, the entire film being animated. I'd have loved that. Be ace, but... Also, you had a ginger lady in it as well, so you're biased. And lastly, but not least, the film both of us have seen, not together, is... Until now. (laughs) Until now, until right now, is Eight Mile, starring, obviously, back in 2000s, the most famous white rapper (laughs) there is, which is Eminem. Palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface, looks calm and ready. He dropped palms, but he keeps on forgetting. When he wrote down, the whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now. Everybody's choking now. I forgot the rest of the words. <laughs> you do so well. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for you to say step back to reality. Oh, Oops, the girls gravity. So I want to just do a little bit of a background mm. on this. Yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> and I want yours as well. I don't just want mine. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So the first time I watched this film, I felt like I was fairly young. I don't know what rating this is, but I feel like fifty. It, yeah, I think I was younger than that. My sister was a massive Eminem fan, mm. and I absolutely hated him. Right. Believe Any reason? Because he swore. And I think I was only <laughs> little and I was like, oh, he's swearing. And I remember a girl in this playground going, oh, Sophie, you say the F word. I was like, no, I'm not saying that. Because it's a naughty word. Very high ranking word, not even shit. No, no, like the F bomb. So then my sister said it and she like got like... Scolded, yeah. Yeah, because she was so cool for saying it. My mum wasn't around. It was just me, my sister and like some friends. And they were like, oh, Sarah is so cool. Because she said the F-bomb. And I was like, no, 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 I won't say it. Just because Eminem says it, I'm not saying it. Anyways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Going back to it, Sarah really wanted to watch this to a point where she nagged, like, my mum to watch it. Right, okay. Like, she she had every album there was, believe it or not. Up to that point, you didn't do that. Yeah. Like, the Red Curtain one, definitely. That that came after this film. Unless we watched it. A bit later, yeah, then yeah, we might yeah. not watch it straight didn't away. Didn't go to the cinema. No, 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 no. It was on like a disc or telly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So we sit down as family. We watch it, and I'm only little, and there's, there's two scenes that I can remember quite well. Mm-hmm. One is the sex scene, which is <laughs> not, yeah, impressionable like that. Yeah, and I was a bit like, "God, this is grotesque." Like, there's this woman's ass and. Like, I'm sure <laughs> I think I saw her boobs, I think. Yeah, actually, in a bra, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not as bad. It's quite tame now, but for a little person who's not Te- seen... Not as, yeah, not as extreme anything. as Babylon. Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit like, this is, this is a bit, oh. like, wrong. And what was the other one? I think the rapping scene at the end. Yeah, the big MC battle, yeah. Yeah, at the end. and yeah. there was actually, I think, the one where I see his mum 
is sleeping with somebody. So I remember it being quite... Sex- so two sex scenes, you remember? Sex-orientated. And- uh-huh. So that's what I remember from being a child watching this. <laughs> okay. And absolutely thinking it was... I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was cool because I'd watched it. Because mm. not many people my age had watched done, it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if when I watched it again, it held up to how I felt when I watched it the first time. It's impactful, you mean? Yeah. I think. Mm. What were your scenarios? I bet you didn't watch it with your mum and dad, did you, like me? Because I think that's a bit oh, awkward no, sometimes, no. No, them, no, no. them scenes like that, yeah, we yeah. parents. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. it wasn't the same kind of avenue that where you went down. <laughs> So people may or may not know, in fact, that I'm a big fan of hip-hop music. It was when, oh, year nine, what age would you have been? Year nine, you'd I have been... I think about... Hmm, if seven, you're like 13, and 13, fifth, 12, about, about... 15-ish. Maybe 14, 15, 15. Yeah. yeah, around that age then. And it's when I started listening to, like, more into getting into more into music, basically, like, radio and stuff and there was here in the UK it was called the radio what do people know <laughs> yeah. that about now <laughs> was it galaxy it was galaxy galaxy fm yeah yeah so jojo and <laughs> hirsty danny and jojo oh, yes. the host and that and um i say a lot picked up a lot of the music taste mm. from a lot of i think a lot of other people at school used to listen to or whatever or whatever but it was the uh, most popular station like everybody yeah. listened to yeah. it, it was... so it's the, where you r&b Dance the dance music one that interested, but like the hip hop stuff really grabbed me and I drew think me in as well. For our era, we had a lot of R and B and hip hop. Like at, that was at sort time. of a peak of, of it that. Was. Really, yeah, R and B in that type of sense. Yeah, mm. uh, Shanti and Beyonce and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah Alicia Keys. You got yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, it really struck a chord with me. I don't even know why, because I even thinking about me like a really bit of white kid, like really like getting into the the a black man's. You still are today, music, though. Like you, you do. I, you, yeah, I, it's it still feels fresh and exciting with how it's come along, mm-hmm. and for what re- and the fact that Eminem being a white rapper and like probably the most successful white rapper. I don't know any of this. Vanilla Ice tried, but he didn't, he didn't get very far. <laughs> and then I think there's been other ones, but they don't they don't hold a, really a candle to his music. I mean, Eminem's music now is a bit, but back in the <laughs> heyday, he's yeah. like oh, his peak. And so this came out like getting the this is the first one was like the major one was Slim Shady LP, then the Marshall Mathers one. That one. And then this film came out shortly after that. Then it was the Eminem show, which is the Red Curtain one. That was yeah. 2003, I believe. So, so I think Sarah had all three of those. Yeah, I think. I did. And, uh, yeah, and really, really liked the music. And I think I was drip-fed it by Sarah, to be mm-hmm. fair. I don't really think I went out of my way. But I think you and Sarah are similar ages to mm-hmm. be acceptable to be listening to that kind of music mm-hmm. and thinking you're cool and... We- yeah. I think for me, I really need to go back and listen to Eminem now as an adult and appreciate it a lot more because when we were watching this, the bits that I enjoyed was like listening to his music. Not just his music in this film. The 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 other, I mean, for me, obviously, I know more of the hip-hop music mm. tracks that are playing in this and they're really solid picks, really, for what they are. Yeah. And again, stuff that I've listened to as from back then when I was... Starting going through the music and sort of still do now some of the ones. But I didn't realise how 
a masterpiece Eminem's music is and I know that sounds stupid like even the piano like the and the certain keys and like the you mean the the lose yourself yeah at the end yeah like when you you hear it kind of iconic yeah it's one of his most without him actually really singing just that yeah yeah that leading in yeah leading into the song and then then the guitar bit that leads into it yeah I don't think when I was young I actually really appreciated everything that was actually going into his songs mm-hmm. and lyrically as well, how clever and how fast he, he sings it. Mm-hmm. So Eminem as an artist, yes, his music's not so great nowadays, but still I I hold him highly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's, you know, a shit artist or anything like that. I wouldn't say I'm as much in love with him as you and my sister would have been. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like the, the film itself, like, I think it was... I think obviously got a cinema to see or anything like that, mm. but I think it, again just have it on the disc when it was like HMV or wherever. And it's like, oh, I like his music. Let's see what he's doing in this film. And Did you watch it on your own? Yeah, well then, yeah. And was it a couple of years after it had been released? It will have been if it was a DVD. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know if Mars was actually like a blockbusters thing. Probably. Like we just rented mm-hmm. it. I don't think we actually had a physical yeah. bought copy. But saying I've seen it only the once prior to us rewatching this, yeah, I still like so I kind of remembered most of mm-hmm. the storyline. It's it. it's not that hard to remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm if honest, that, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, really. But well, it's memorable, so that's that's obviously yeah, a positive. It has an impact. But the story really isn't. It's your typical "I want to get out of this city" kind of mm. thing and make it big. I do feel for him though. He has a lot of crap in his life, like. Being raised in a trailer park, having mm. a shitty mum that don't really care. God knows where his dad is. Typical like story of the left and she's dating a guy that's literally the same age as, as him. Yeah, she's sick of him and saying, "Oh, you 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 ruin my life all the time," and blaming him, which you should never blame anyone for your life. Basically, it's your choice at the end of the day what you do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you choose wisely or incorrectly, then yeah. That's your fault. Yeah. It's on you, isn't it? But everything, like it's not D- Detroit. It's not putting a, a nice light at all. No. It looks grey, grim, and just just absolute shit all basically. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's no wonder you want to get out of the place. Riches to rags, kind no rags to riches, so to speak. He does. He's like the lowest of the low you could possibly get. That's how it feels. Mm. Like he's got no money, nothing. He hasn't even got a house. He's not got... Yeah, he's just got a shoot job. And... He's got a crap car that doesn't even want to yeah, start. So, yeah. He's got a girlfriend who he's kind of saying, oh, I think she's pregnant, so I've left her. And <laughs> not going to be there. Mm-hmm. He's got his little sister. Yeah. Who's called Lily. Mm-hmm. And she's got, like, the shittest upbringing ever. Like, her mum... Part of me does wonder if why isn't she at school? Because I think she's mm. pretty much of that age that she should be going to school mm. unless it's the summer holidays. <laughs> she's literally all she does is colour and just stay in a caravan and that is literally all she mm-hmm. experiences. Yeah. But for her she knows no no better, no no wiser. Eminem several jobs that is kind of in and out of work, it sounds. It does yeah, see track record was, but yeah. And the only thing that kind of gives him life is joining these battles and it, but, uh, yeah, the start it doesn't even seem more do those he's kind of been roped into by these people who kind of see his talent but he's a bit like so like he's he's nervous he chokes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like these these rap battles which the basis of those kind of things are and in most hip-hop 
you know, obviously like talking smack to one another and it's like, oh, I'm better Lip than you. Each and, other. Yeah, in yeah. this way, I've got this. You, you're, you're shit. And I think that's why the yeah. ending seems quite highly impactful the way he does it because... He's got more of a punch to, and he's gone through with this other, what they call the free world gang or whatever mm. they're called. Yeah. And initially they kind of are the superior, yeah. they think they're better. Yeah. And in the end he kind of comes through, doesn't he? And I think it's you rooting for the underdog basically within yeah. this. That's what this film's it's about. Underdog story, yeah. He, I do feel sorry for Eminem as, as a character with, obviously he's called bunny in this or be rabbit yeah be rabbit actually jimmy smith jr which i think as a name as a jimmy smith is a common basic ass name anyway and to be like just tagged on junior at the end it's a bit like that's so lazy but um, it's by the by (laughs) yeah he just seems to want to get to get by and improve and just wants to progress his career and just feels like there's more to life than where he's at yeah, and he's all his friends. He's hanging around with like just talking same old shit. Like, oh, what you know, those good bitches get, you know, like it's like kind of the community and whatever, and saying what they want mm, but, but never acting on it. Yeah. It's all talk. Yeah, I don't know why I went American. It's all talk. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a really crappy car from his mum for his birthday, and it's like, oh, here I'm giving you a car, and it's like he doesn't even work. Yeah, like the shittiest present ever. It's like I'm just getting rid of my junk on you, <laughs> yeah, basically. Pretty much. They do seem to have a lot of morals within the film. So, like, for example, Detroit is one of those crappy areas and derelict by the looks of things with houses. And obviously this girl gets raped in this, this abandoned house. So they kind of take it upon themselves, like, this, this, let's not have this ever happen again. And so they burn the house down. But at the same time, it's a bit of a... Vandalism. Vandalism, yeah. And they also do that when they drive drive by shooting with their pellet guns and whatever. It's like, oh, like that, those kind of people would annoy me. That's the thing. So yeah. I can't be like, oh, rooting for them. Like, oh, this is all hilarious and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not because I'd be like, especially since scenario. I think it's hard because I can see their point of view. Like, well, we've got nothing, so we don't give a shit. Entertainment somehow. Yeah, yeah. but then at the same time, when you you're working hard and you're putting towards something, somebody doing that on your own properties is a bit frustrating because it's like, well, I'm trying my hardest here to make a living and you're not really trying. It's it's respecting, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it's it's a hard line to Yeah, not condoning like, oh, the fact that they should be like destroying a house or whatever. But in their head, they're doing it for the right Right. reasons, Reasons. even though they're fun and obviously Eminem's character near enough gets burnt because they don't really realise he's still upstairs and they're set aligned to it. That's his, what's he called, uh, Cheddar Bob, who's like, oh, oh the thing on fire. He reminds me of Badger from Breaking Bad. A little bit, yeah. Like, that's his character and I think Eminem is... Um, Jesse. Jesse, yeah, that's how I, I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> suppose you could see it that way. Say so Brittany's Murphy's character, though. God rest her soul. Yeah. And so what did you, obviously, apart from that really grimy, like, sex scene which like oh it's yeah it's not a nice place to be doing but like in overall what did you like seeing her like now as a, an older uh, it, she's a bit slaggy to yeah. be honest um yeah. she when i first saw her i was like oh my goodness she's so pretty and but actually looking at her she is a bit looks like a prostitute yeah. that's what it, it looks like she's got like but that leopard print yeah. curl and the stockings boots high and like boots yeah. yeah she looks like a prostitute <laughs> But in Eminem's head, she's like, no other girl looks like this. You know, she's she's unique and special mm-hmm. and different. Mm-hmm. When actually, to be fair, if I 
said that she looks like your typical cliche kind of girl mm. for that environment. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like I've I've not had like you know, I'm not a po- people will think that by my voice, like, oh she's so well to do, she's slagging off like the trailer park mm. or eight mile or anything like that but to be fair paul's probably more of the snob in this relationship <laughs> i would say he's not really had that experience i've grown up mm-hmm. on rougher yeah. estates and, yeah and i i don't know how my voice sounds well, like this. your rap career <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't get that far did you <laughs> i didn't like people don't believe where i grew up but that's because i had great parents like that raised me well mm-hmm. so it's all down to your parenting yeah no, absolutely how you raised yeah, like poor Lily, I feel like she's not got a chance because I'm, she's, no one really communicates. You don't actually hear her speak, apart no. from at the back end. No, I do feel sorry for her when, like, there's J- Jimmy and what's he called? The the step, what's called the stepfather. Yeah. And having that, like, fight in the mm-hmm. trailer park. And I, was, I don't like, I don't know like that stuff anyway. Obviously, like when the kids like wincing away, like hiding away in the table, yeah. really sorry for her kind of thing. And then he's like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, Lily. It's okay." After just like swearing yeah. and and, and the like, mum's not up. doing much better. Yeah, and she's coming home drunk and just leaving her in the yeah. caravan, and it's just ill neglect. It's yeah. like, why have a child if you're not going to be there for them? I think that really grates on me because as an older person who would possibly, well, not, not I'm not very old, but you know, yeah. I'm not a young mum. If I do become yeah, a mum, yeah. I would then want to bring this child. And I always right. think about that. Like, am I bringing it into a good world? Am I going to give them a good life? And I think that really matters. And then it just frustrates me when people just bring children into the world and it's, it doesn't really matter. It was a mistake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah treating them like that because well, they are. For example, we've got um, Brittany Murphy's character. They have sex in the factory. First of all, I looked at it as an adult and went, well, that's disgusting mm-hmm. because it's awfully metal, grubby. <laughs> yeah. She's going to have a black bottom by the end of it. And then it's like, how uncomfortable. It's metal. It's, it's, it's cold. Know, and it's, it's going to dig into your back, like for a female. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the nicest, softest cushion that you could have while somebody's bashing into you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, he's got it lightly. He's just leaning in on her, isn't he? He's yeah, like yeah. stood up. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking for the woman's perspective. No, no, I know. It's, I, I it's not comfortable. No. And then you don't see anything of like protection or anything like that. So it's like. Again, in these kind of scenarios, it's not like, oh, let me just slip on the thing. It's not, but it's in the moment, isn't it? It is, but also then you're like, oh, she's pregnant and I can't afford it. And you're like, well, you shouldn't have just slid your dick in then, should you? No. <laughs> But again, it's... <laughs> Paul's it, it, face, he was like, literally like, oh my God, I can't believe she just said this. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, and then, but someone else does that anyway. Then. Well, yeah, she's a whore. Yeah. Pretty, sorry. I don't, that's fine, that's fine. It's the same as it is. But this other guy who's like making, for one thing, like taking her to the trailer park where her mum lives and it's like, oh, look at this loser kind of thing. He's living in trailer parks. Yeah, so and I'm, I can get I you can places. Get the studio and then yeah. sex in the studio. And it's like, yeah, there's some ulterior motives. all talk, here. I feel like. It's the guy, yeah. Yeah, and he's a bit of one of those, reminds me of a bit of a Kanye, you know, where he's like, oh, I'll be, you know, just to basically to get any what? higher and further up, he will just use anybody. We've also, we've also got... Um, is it Falcon? Falcon, Falcon yeah. from MCU mm-hmm. fame. 
Anthony Mackie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and to be fair, he's, I, I kind of misread that. I thought he was the one who had sex with Rutney Murphy in the studio. Oh, no, he's more of an ass, isn't he? Who's? Baby Falcon, because he's the one that always like thinks he's higher and superior in the battles. No, well, no, I think he's kind of on the sidelines and thinking, um, yeah, I'm not really as into this as everybody else in the group seems to be. I think he's not really lived the life everybody else has. Yeah. He actually went to grammar school. He's had a good upbringing. He doesn't feel like yeah. really yeah, being so dealt. Like, oh, yeah, you're not part of the yeah the making out like the the rest of the crew is like you know the hip hop lifestyle. Yeah, you have yeah. to have a, a rough upbringing to, to rap about the streets and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So obviously, like at the back end, the, the main event really of this, you know, when he finds his Jimmy finds his feet and does the thing and uh, kind of calls. All these insecurities. Like, oh, I do live at Trade Park, Mom. She did sleep with my. He I did think sleep that's what's great kind of about it's it. Like, yeah, like tell me something else I don't know about myself, kind of thing. Yeah. Just to like before you can say it, I'm going to say like, it. Well, I've got nothing. I haven't got nothing to say now. Yeah. And in retort to that, so it's like, well, I've lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So literally, you are right, and I can't say anything bad about myself because I haven't had a bad upbringing. So literally. I have nothing. And he basically, Eminem knew that. And he was like, well, I'm just going to take every word out of your mouth that you're going to throw yeah. at me and I'll just talk about myself. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I feel like this film, you get a good half an hour of the end and that that's about mm-hmm. it. And I think that's the bit that I remember. And I and thought a there was people... a lot more battles within it, but there isn't actually that no epic it's... one, really. Just, just that no. one. I don't think I, I like when it... Well, obviously, when I saw it the first time, I had a real concept of how long the film was, but the th- it clocks in nearly two hours. Does it? Yeah, and and so yeah, like I say, it wasn't. Mm. It did feel like it took a while to get to where it needed to be, but I suppose there's reasons behind it as as anything does, you know, for to get to yeah. explain the scenario. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's it's not. I'm not. Really caring too much about mm. it. I just want to get to the the battle at the, the end. Yeah, yeah. What's well, about bit. the hip hop element to the film, not the yeah. like soap drama type of kitchen yeah. sink drama. Yeah, I get you. And I think it didn't hold as strong and as highly watching it. Reflecting back on it. Being older, I, I don't know. I don't think I thought it was. I think it's one of those films where it's more iconic when Eminem was so big at that point, yeah. and it was massive. Mm-hmm. And huge, and everyone was talking about it. And now it's not dated, but I think it just doesn't seem as. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily was like, oh, that's the technology, and that is like really like no, anything, nothing to do with CGI or anything like that. I think like it's that. more it's just, just Eminem as um, popularity, and I think it's the yeah, like we were on about with Babylon is is not as is not as prime mm, anymore. No. And when you're watching it with Eminem yeah. being so highly up there. Yeah. It's kind of, it, again, you remember him for that performance when he yeah. was at his peak. That's what you take away from the film, I guess. Yeah. No, obviously, he's, it's, I feel like it's sort of semi autobiographical film. Yeah. It's not like his, this is what happened, how Eminem grew in his, his career kind of thing, because it's slightly different than that. But it's, it's, just, it's a fair telling of like a, mm. a rise to fame in the rap world, I suppose. Yeah, rise Even to riches. Even though, in a sense, by the end of it, he's not, he's kind of like, I'm going back to my job kind of thing because of, yeah, you know, so it ends kind of got, abruptly, doesn't yeah. it? Like, okay, right, see you later. I've got to go back to work. Right, see you, but I think you know. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, he's going to become go famous. And, way, man, and, yeah. yeah, so yeah, and that's pretty much a wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I know. I was waiting for you to do that. So I'll go first on on this one. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually thought about my scores before this as well. Mm. I have. You'll be proud of me. And I don't know if I'm going to be scoring this low. And it feels weird for me to to do that because when I first watched it younger, I was like, (gasps) apart from the sex scenes, it was like the most like out there kind of shocking you know when you're little it's 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 a lot okay yeah as an adult it's actually not that bad and there's not Quite a lot tame. Yeah. yeah there's not a lot really <laughs> to it but yeah. when you're younger you're like oh they're saying lots of f-bombs and people are having sex and all of that and it's just a bit oof taboo hmm. it it is what it is the best bit is the rap bit at the end and to be fair i don't think i'd watch it again i've seen it now hmm. twice i was disappointed because i thought it was, i remember it being really great okay. and i think some nostalgia of it <laughs> mm-hmm. has kind of ruined it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's not nostalgia goggles on that. I haven't been so clear on this one. Yeah, it's a bit like, uh, yeah, it's a bit blurred. Yeah, what I, think... I thought on it. Yeah. So for me, it's it's a six. Sadly, I thought it was going to go a lot lower. To be fair, I think it's just for the brat battle at the end. It's it's not poor. There's nothing I can say that I absolutely hate. Hmm. Apart from them being a bit dickish, and you know, but hmm. that's portraying what how he's been raised and brought yeah. up. <sighs> There's not much storyline to it. It it is what it is, but it it just show how you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah, but yes. yeah, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I was a bit gutted. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be so cool talking about Eminem on my birthday, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Mm, okay. Well, you might be in some people's eyes because they wouldn't expect you to like, <laughs> like music, I guess. But I'll recommend the film. But it's it's yeah, it's, it's been good to revisit it. Uh, to mm. be fair, and a new light and to share our various ways of how we've watched it and yeah. all grew up with it. Even though it's been only the once yeah. before. But I'm on a similar scoring rating with you. It's a six. The main focus for me, obviously, like the music and stuff, is great. Mm-hmm. That's for yeah. me. It's like, and I appreciate even even those smaller bits when he's kind of like you know in the outside the factory and like with the other co-workers and doing little mm. raps skits, with it yeah. skits. Yeah, that thing. And and there were some other people I know. Oh yeah, there's that rapper who's actually just a random character, but I'm like, oh yeah, I know that is somebody he he's worked with or mm. that kind of stuff from that time period and stuff. So um, yeah, mm. but it's been interesting to come back to, but. I say, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I want to see that again type of thing. I think it's... Do you know what I do find funny? What? The fact that you've scored 8 Mile and Enchanted yeah. the same. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, both somewhat the same, even though they're so diverse. Yeah, I know, yeah. But so, yeah, again, you can't, sometimes you can't, with the scoring of things, it's... No, I just can't. think it's funny, because yeah. I thought Eminem for you would have been higher than a 6 yeah. compared to the Enchanted, which mm. I thought you were going to hate. So mm. I'm quite yeah, surprised yeah. At, that they're both yeah. the same. Even though I am a bit insulted the fact that you score my films so lowly and technically Babylon was more your your somewhat pick because I bought you it. Yeah. So I feel like you just always think our Sophie's films are shit. No. <laughs> no. That's Sophie's birthday special done. It is. It's sad. Till next year. Yep, so it goes. Well, thank you very much for listening to this birthday special. Sorry if it's been really long, guys. Mm-hmm. And appreciate it if you've actually listened all yeah, the way through. Too. And we appreciate the patrons. We'll start with them first. This time around, rather than going to the other stuff. 
yeah so if you do want to be a patreon and you do want to follow us and give us love and support then you can do that by going to our patreon link which is in our link tree page and the address for that also is patreon.com forward slash sp film viewers and for as little as one pound or one dollar fifty a month you get your name read out i will do in a moment and the opportunity to vote for a film once a month, which oh. will be, in fact, next week's next week's film. Yeah. So if you do want to become a Patreon, you can still sign up now and you will get that vote, so it does count. So going off the list of people we've got as Patreons ready, we have our newest Patreon, who's Emma. She goes by the handle at... M underscore Hayton on Instagram. And we've got our partner, Jonesy, who goes by at Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. We've then got Alex and Shy. So they're a couple. So Alex is under the Desperately Seeking username and Shani's under E-S-D-O-O-G. Always hash it. <laughs> S-D-O-G. <laughs> like doing Shani's. <laughs> I feel like next time just I'm never going to do hers until she gets a better username. <laughs> so you can both follow and like those them two on Instagram as well. Very good friends of ours so yeah give them all the love. Another friend of ours is Gren who goes by cgren underscore draw on Instagram and another friend of the podcast we've done an episode with on Voices and probably going to be doing an episode with them in October, still believe. Are we? Yep. You've got some little pat in the lines. Are, they, are we on there? So they're on ours? We're on theirs. That is Nico from the Good, Bad and the Weird podcast. Not ugly. No. <laughs> then we've got my lovely mum, who will be spoiling me rotten, I'm sure, for my birthday. She always does. And then we have the wonderful podcast, which is Ben from Film Vloggers. I do love their chemistry they've got. They, I think they're the bit of the opposite to us. Mm-hmm. I think they like love-hate relationship. Like mm-hmm. Fiona is quite abrupt and tells Ben off a lot. And Ben tells her off for... Oh, stop b- bumping the microphone and the levels and all that kind of stuff. I do feel Fiona's pain. I think Paul just doesn't air how mean he is to yeah. me. I think... I, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And lastly, but not least, we have Mark, still doing his wonderful podcast as well, which is 100 Things to Learn from Film. I don't know if he's going to run out at some point, but I guess there's lots of films. There's lots of films. And so I'm sure, like us, we've got so many things to <laughs> Imagine me having to try and find 100 things I'd learned from film. <laughs> I'd have to do, like, in one episode. Like, Fiona does really well with her, like, facts. I feel mm-hmm. like she owns that quite well in her um, in, in their podcast as mm-hmm. well. And if you would like to listen to some of our other episodes, of course, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get podcasts from. Be sure to also leave us a five-star review. That goes a long way to help us get into the podcast algorithm and get new listeners and supporters. and All that nice stuff. Have. So if you want to follow us on social media and wish me happy birthday, because <laughs> obviously everyone just knows Paul really on there because you are the person who runs those platforms. Mm. So yeah, please wish me happy birthday. I'd really appreciate it. 
So you can do that by going to Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, threads, under the handle SP underscore film viewers, and follow us and like us and all that jazz. And uh, Sophie will very much appreciate love and support because she is, I know she doesn't do the editing and stuff that often, <laughs> but she is pretty much the backbone of the show. Without her, there wouldn't really be <laughs> a podcast to run. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have it edited now and again. Yeah. She says, when Paul's very, very busy. But once Paul's not busy, I'm like, yeah, but you can do it. I hate it. (laughs) You probably can tell which ones are hard. Yeah, I I think since I've edited some of them, I've got a lot better at knowing how to be good on a podcast because I know what's irritating and I appreciate the hard work you put in. I appreciate you too. Okay, let's stop being sloppy now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening once again. And we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time when I'm one year older. Bye. 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 Bye.